This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. It is Kenny and Heilprin back with a podcast special. Brewers obviously are on later tonight. Uh, we're not really, I, Zach, I'm not going to stop and, you know, do the whole read out the podcast and Twitter thing much today, given what has gone on in the last couple hours. So I'll say it now, you know, leave a review on the podcast, follow us on Twitter, follow the show on Twitter, all the stuff you normally hear. You want us to talk about something, put it in the podcast review. Uh, Zach, holy shit. USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. The news initially broke today around 1230, I believe, that it was being discussed. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a spam account. And then suddenly all the writers are all hopping on it. It is true. And then since then, we have heard from Pete Thamel that it is pretty much a formality at this point. USC and UCLA, two Western powers from California, are joining the Big Ten. Your first reaction, because mine was, holy shit. Why is Ben calling me is the question I got. Uh, that's when I was like, why is we just talked like we had like we talked like two seconds ago. Why is he calling me? And as you were calling, like I was scro- scrolling shit. I'm like, oh, that's why he's calling. All right. So USC, UCLA to the Big Ten. Um, when you st- I had the same reaction you did, right? Oh, my God. Is this real? And then I saw who it was, John Wilner, who's got connections up and down the West Coast. So you knew it was real. And very quickly, it's like, all right, this is happening. And as we've seen, you said Pete Thamel said it. Uh, obviously, uh, others have uh, reported that it's hours, maybe uh, an announcement as soon as tonight, uh, a press conference tonight. Uh, it just, it's insane how quickly it moved. But, I mean, it got to this point. UCLA, UCLA, and USC approached the Big Ten a while ago. And I think from the Big Ten's point of view, if you don't do it, they're going to go somewhere else. And with the additions of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, this field, this felt inevitable. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with Barry Alvarez at Big Ten Media Days last year when that whole Oklahoma and Texas news broke. That's when this was all going down. It's right around the time of the Big Ten Media Days last year. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Oh, so man. It was right around that time. And I asked him, like, doesn't the Big Ten kind of have to – put their radar back up and be like, maybe we're looking for something. And he said, he said yes at the time. Now, a month later, the Alliance forms and they're not going to do this. But uh, I think as soon as the Texas and uh, Oklahoma move made was made, it felt like something was coming. I never expected it to be USC and UCLA though. That's, that's where the old crap. I can't believe this is happening moment like Notre Dame or somewhere else. Like, on this side of the country right. was going to make sense. But instead, it doesn't. And you, it's insane where the Pac-12 went from maybe five, six years ago, potentially adding Texas and Oklahoma to now a point where you their two biggest name programs are gone and you would think Oregon and, and Washington can't be too far behind. Yeah, they're pretty close to dead. So I, there are so many angles to get into this, and we're going to. We're going to talk what it means for Wisconsin specifically, college football world, basketball, all that stuff. I, I had so many thoughts running through my head when yep. I was sitting on the Bill Michaels show, just trying to I, – I just couldn't even come up with anything because there's so many things that this directly affects. Yeah, your Twitter account was all over the place. It was, it was so many places. Uh, my first thought was Lincoln Riley is addicted to leaving his spouse. 
after leaving Oklahoma to go to USC and then with USC going. But one, a couple of things that I've seen out there, you mentioned Texas and, and Oklahoma. A bunch of writers have said that is literally what prompted this. It is that major move. The Big Ten was either going to wait back and see them go somewhere else or they were going to bring them in. In terms of from USC and UCLA's perspective, money talks. This is all about money. Like No more is this just a regional sport. This is about money. They are negotiating a TV deal as we speak. I have seen on Twitter that it is now, I guess, close to completion now that they've made this move. Uh, And they said that USC and UCLA are going to make double what they were making previously by joining the Big Ten. So in the college football landscape, big picture right now, it's the SEC, it's the Big Ten, and then the rest of it, who the hell knows? Look at the what are the major TV markets in the United States? New York, Chicago, to a lesser extent, Philadelphia, and L.A., <laughs> right? The, the major media markets in this country, in those three cities plus Philadelphia. The Big Ten now will have teams, at least one team, in all four of them. And obviously Chicago's always been home to a majority of Big Ten in the way that they've done the stuff with Rutgers out in New York, and now you're adding the two biggest names in California sports, uh, college sports, that is. It's, it, it makes sense. And now the idea that they haven't gotten this contract done with the Big Ten, you know, the TV networks, like this was – the TV networks thing's been going on for quite some time. And I feel like this move maybe dragged it out a little bit, and all of a sudden it's like – Oh, crap. And what is the Pac-12 network doing? I mean, it was it was a piece of crap network to begin with. Couldn't get on any system anyways. And now you're losing them? Like, this is going to be the death blow for, I think, I think, and maybe this is a hot take, I think it's a death blow for, for the Pac-12 unless they're able to somehow grab teams out of the, out of the Big 12. I, I agree. That, I don't think it matters because I think the only two conferences that matter in college athletics now going forward, and we're not done with the movement whatsoever, but the only two conferences that matter – are the Big Ten and the SEC. And the ACC needs to, the, some teams in the ACC need to find new homes because it is football. I know basketball is part of it, but it's really football. Without, I mean, all the big names that are in these two conferences now, it's all that matters. Yeah, and well, I read this about the ACC, which is interesting. They, the schools that are in the ACC are bound by a TV contract. So it's it's going to be hard for Clemson, maybe Florida State, even though they've been irrelevant recently, but the big brands, namely Clemson, to move and go somewhere else. You mentioned the Pac-12. I mean, to me, the Pac-12 is dead because USC and UCLA are not going to be the last that leave. Oregon, I feel like, is definitely right behind them because they're the other big brand, obviously very good at football. And you can go across the conference. There are others, I'm sure, that'll find a way to jump out. And then at that point, you're left with nobody. So either you could go poach a Boise State and poach all the other guys and become kind of do what the Big 12 is doing, but to a lesser extent. But I don't know how that's really viable. It's not. It's not. And I... I have to imagine that Oregon kind of felt like this had to have been coming and already has feelers out. And maybe they follow USC and, and Washington or USC and UCLA with Washington to the Big Ten. I think that's a possibility. I don't this isn't stopping at sixteen. You know, the what I mean? big twenty. It's not stopping it's it's not stopping at sixteen. The funny thing is that it hasn't been ten teams since nineteen ninety two. Like that's the last time they played a season without Penn State in the in the league. Uh, but this is going to be the third expansion since 2010-11 when they brought Nebraska in, and it's not done. I just can't imagine that this is going to be done. And how many teams does it get to is the biggest question, right? Because obviously the SEC right now, when they get Oklahoma and Texas, will be at 16. And this, the Pac-12 and, and Big Ten, will be, or the Big Ten will be at 16. 
32, is that enough? I don't think it is because I don't think you have all the big name programs that you need to be able to break off and just be like, this is us. And then you also you kind of have some dead weight on the bottom with like they're Rutgers. Never gonna, they're never going to kick teams out. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. We can't go to relegation. I wish we could. That'd be amazing. That'd be I, really I fun. It'd be amazing. It's just a thing that Wisconsin would not be. Um, if they I wouldn't could, be close to either line. They wouldn't be up there winning the conference, but they would not be close to relegation. What I'm thinking of is like if they had done this in the past, like Wisconsin at times has been not for 30 years or so, but was in Rutgers position or in Maryland's position Dead weight or in, in Indiana's position 80s. or Northwestern's position, like where you are. Yes, you're dead weight. But the thing about Wisconsin that's different than Rutgers and some of those other schools is the fan base that they bring and the alumni they bring. But either way, this is just a seismic move and it's not the end of it. So I want to talk big picture college football landscape, and I guess basketball can be thrown in, but specifically football, because it's the big money maker and it's the driver of all these ridiculous decisions. It was brought up on Bill's show, like the path and whether people liked where college football was going. And aside from whether I like it or not, this is something to me. One of my first reactions was this all feels inevitable. We had spoken. I forget when exactly. But a super conference is on the way. I thought maybe it would be four power conferences with the Pac-12 and the ACC, SEC, Big Ten. But now it's going to be two. It's going to be the SEC and Big Ten. Nicole Auerbach at The Athletic months ago had projections up for how much money these conferences will be making with their media rights. And you look at the trajectory of the SEC and Big Ten in that, and they just blow the rest of them out of the water. And that was before a bunch of the moves. The SEC was up at, by 2029, projected 117.8 million uh the big 10 101.1 so i that's where it's going to me it feels inevitable and i kind of i'm fine with it happening sooner rather than later like if we're gonna do this then let's just go do it you know i i don't really want to try to hang on to what college football used to be because that's impossible and, and that's long in the past so now it's like we're going to this format where uh, TV contracts and the college football playoff control everything. And if a bunch of good teams are going to come to the Big Ten, as long as Wisconsin is very firmly in that picture and in that mix, then whatever. Let's move forward. Let's get to this new age, whatever it's going to be. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't think a Wisconsin's going to lose fans over this or uh, <laughs> a USC or a UCLA is going to lose fans over over moving to the Big Ten. Bill Michaels uh, callers, yeah, it would you would assume different if you heard the calls into the show today. They're going to stop watching college football because USC and UCLA are going to be here, but they've been watching college football with <laughs> yeah. Rutgers and Maryland in it. They said uh, some of the words were, this is just a further movement away from amateur athletics. I can't stomach it anymore. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Everyone has yeah. the right to their opinion. I was genuinely curious if people were okay with this, if they were open to it. And so I posted the Twitter poll and, uh, are you a fan of the Big Ten adding UCLA and USC to the conference? And 56% of the people said, yeah. Now, I thought this is a good – one of the responses was good. It was, I support the move, I get the move, but I'm not a fan of it. So I think you can kind of go both ways with this. Like, you can be not happy with the way things are going, but you're still going to watch because it's not going to It's not going to be such like the – drastic drastic change that that everyone expected it to be and now wisconsin's lost some of their non-conference opponents for the beginning for for early 2030s but um other than that like i don't envision this being like just a huge 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 shift from you're still gonna be playing a lot of the same teams yeah the only change 
uh, and I was thinking, we talked about this when we were talking about the divisions. The only real seismic change Wisconsin fans will feel on Saturdays, aside from maybe traveling to warm weather to play against USC or UCLA. Horrible. horrible. Uh, the only big thing that is going to be different is a lot of these one divisions are going to go. Uh, that's inevitable. But a lot of the inner season things that you would traditionally equate with being in the Big Ten and playing Iowa and Nebraska and all that stuff, all of that directly regional stuff is kind of going to go away. It's not, though. You don't think they're playing Iowa every year? You no, don't they're think still... they're playing Minnesota every year? You don't think they're going to play probably Nebraska every year? No, they're still going to play them, but they're not going to be playing them for division titles and for those kind of things. Those games will still happen. See, but I mean... your, your mind, is, your mind is, is messed up because you've only been watching, like you've only thought the divisions are some kind of tradition because they've been around for 11 years like it it's irrelevant that is not that's not what the big 10 was i do think it's relevant it's it's no it's not because you think tradition is 10 years old it's hilarious it's like it's no i just like it okay so it's not tradition then it's not like the longest standing tradition but it's something it's something that keeps the regional aspect of or has kept the regional aspect of college football together and that's kind of gone you do realize the Big Ten played football for over 110 years before the conference put together these Yeah, games, it was also right? a lot more intimate at that point. It was before they expanded and, and added more teams. Yeah, so I, but at that point, it is naturally very regional because it's small. I mean, in theory, as the Big Ten went to 14, there still is that sense of the, the states that are neighboring each other, for the most part, playing for a division title. But again, the divisions is just like, I, this, we're getting bogged down. The divisions are not are not uh, traditional like that. Don't don't throw those in tradition. They're okay. not there. I know you hate change, and that's kind of where your mind's at. That's not tradition. It didn't exist for over a hundred years of Big Ten football. What you're what you're what what I think what you're the regional aspect. The, I'll, I'll take the word tradition. It away. hasn't been. It has not been a regional sport for quite some time. Now, obviously, is it more popular in different regions of the country? Absolutely. And you being from the East Coast, kind of. Um, no, you're from the East Coast. I'll give it to you. I am very much from the East Coast. Yeah, Philadelphia is on the East Coast. College football is not as popular there than it, than it is in the South or the Midwest, right? True. Yes. So, in different regions, it is more uh, popular. But this, it is what it is. I, I don't think moving uh, or adding teams from the West Coast is all of a sudden going to make it that big of a deal because you're not going to be playing those teams every year. There's only two teams. You're not. What I'm interested in is when Wisconsin enters a season. I don't know what's going to happen to non-conference because they might break away from the NCAA entirely. I think That's th- something that this we is have. Definitely the, this is definitely what's happening. Yeah, and we're going to have, what, 40-ish programs in that boat. Maybe. My thought is, so naturally, non-conference stuff is pretty much dead. You're not going to go play Eastern Illinois on week one of the year. So my thought is, with, with this super... Or Southern Illinois. Any or, of the Illinois. Illinois State. I, I don't know how many directional Illinois schools there are, but you're not going to play any of those guys. My thought is, as we go into a season, and some of them are normal Big Ten opponents that we're used to, some are new that were in the Pac-12, what is it, like, the one attainable goal will be to win the Big Ten or get to the Big Ten title. That will be the two best teams in the conference. And then it's the college football playoff. I guess all this stuff has eliminated all the other things you play for. And I'm not saying that is a horrible thing. I'm just saying objectively. I, what, what are the other things you play for? When you're in a conference with 20-plus teams. What are you playing for? In theory, you'd be playing for a shot to go to the conference title game. And what would you be playing for if it was 14? Well, I guess the format of how you reach that is different. 
I'm Mr. still on the division thing. Give but it up. Do you get what I'm saying? With I once you add and you once you expand to this crazy number of teams and crazy number of really good programs, what happens to the middleman? Like, I I mean I guess it's because Wisconsin isn't in Rutgers' spot, but what happens when you enter every season and know you pretty much have no chance to get to the top of a conference? You keep fighting. You keep fighting to get to the top because Wisconsin and Northwestern were once at the bottom of the Big Ten, and now they're not because they kept fighting and they kept doing stuff, and you 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 find a way, man. New Jersey and Rutgers, you should never ha- you you should be able to recruit the hell out of out of uh, New Jersey and and be a really really good team. That's what they were in the Big East for for a stretch there. It's irrelevant. I don't care about Rutgers. the The goal is no different now than it will be with sixteen or twenty or ten. It's to get and win the Big Ten. Does it make it a little bit more difficult? Obviously. More teams, more talent, especially if you're including a USC and maybe a UCLA. Um, Does it become more difficult? Yes. But I don't think it changes anything in terms of what you're playing for. You're still playing likely your three rivals. You're You're playing for trophies in those games. You're playing for a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game. No different than they've been doing for the last 10 years since the championship game's been around. I see that. I, I'm still there is part of me that thinks about when we go away from conference formats and into a super league, if you will, separate from the NCAA. I I mean, not that regionality has been here recently, but I it, for a little bit it has. Like there still is a sense of the Midwest versus the South versus the West Coast. Sure. The big ten but it's been a farce. Some of it may or may not have been driven by us really wanting to talk crap about other conferences because we're better than them. But no, it's it's a farce. The Big Ten is, has not been Midwest for quite some time, like based solely in the Midwest. Yes, I still get the sense, though. Like you still I think. Ne- I don't even call Nebraska the Midwest anymore. Like that's. Really? That's, that's the plain. I think, to me, that's like the plains. Nebraska is pretty Midwestern to me. Eh. Well, I guess that's said from someone who's not originally from the Midwest. Yeah, I. Like I mean, obviously, people included in the Midwest. I, I don't, I don't feel like it is either way. Uh, it feels much more connected to the Big Twelve and Oklahoma and Kansas mm-hmm. and that type of stuff, as opposed to Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio, like that type of stuff. But either way, it's irrelevant. As soon as they started expanding, it no longer be it, the idea that it was we're the Midwest. No, you're not. You're in freaking. Pennsylvania, you're in New Jersey, you're in Maryland, you're in Nebraska. Now you're just going a few states more down uh, to the left uh, and adding more people into it. it. The idea that this conference has been about the Midwest, despite it trying to say it is, and it being based in Chicago and doing media days in Indianapolis and all that good stuff, it hasn't been a local conference in quite some time. I see that. I, I guess identity-wise, that still is my sense. Well. And also it might be because but it's a farce. I see that. I see that. It might be because I don't really see Rutgers as that viable of a program competitively. Vi- viable? Is that what you said? Viable as a program. Okay. Yeah. Competitively. Um there are a lot of other angles to this. Other things, one semi funny thing, but r- legit one that I thought of when this news first dropped was I cannot wait to see Chip Kelly, who will still be at UCLA because they like him. Dressed up in a massive coat, looking like a little peanut, coming to Wisconsin or Iowa or Nebraska in late November somehow. And when it's hopefully it gets down to like 20 or 15 degrees, watching UCLA 
have to play in like pure Big Ten weather. I can't wait to watch that. You got to see that in Philadelphia for a while, didn't you? Yeah, it didn't go well. His no? teams were run down by week eight. That was fun. They came to Lambeau Field one time. I fun. remember that like it was yesterday. It was hilarious. Um, they sucked. Yeah. Either way, Nick Foles was pretty good that year. He was really good that year. Yeah. Uh, those are the type of things that I am really going to enjoy. Yes. USC having to come to Camp Randall in November. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Lincoln Riley being the conference's next douche next to P.J. Fleck. No one will top Fleck, but I'm sure Lincoln Riley But if Riley Fleck leaves Minnesota, Lincoln Riley takes that mantle he easily. Could be. He could be. He could Actually, be. he might be so addicted to leaving his spouse that he finds another place to go now that they've joined the Big Ten. It's like, you know what? Now, I do want to go to the SEC. Bang, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he thought he was getting away from one tough league, and now he gets thrown into another. Yeah, and well, what's interesting is, and obviously this isn't happening for two years, but... I mean, if you put USC against some of the offensive and defensive lines of the Big Ten this year, I think they'll struggle a little bit. Yeah, you're obsessed with uh, – obs- that's what you're holding your head on because otherwise that <laughs> – Otherwise I look really bad. Yes, because <laughs> you're saying there's no way they're going to compete. No, they're going to compete. They're going to be good, but that's because half of the Pac-12 is soft. Yeah, right. They're going to struggle against Utah if Man, they play them. I haven't checked their schedule. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, other things I thought of. So uh, there's football, and – I guess the travel these days, I heard this point, it's a very good one. Maybe in the past, people, uh, schools did not have the budget to go travel massive distances to play games. Now they do. I mean, these TV media right deals are freaking ridiculous. So, But Maryland going to Well, UCLA that's what I was going to bring up. Way. For football on Saturday, I kind of get it. You, it's the weekend. You could figure that out. What about when uh, Nebraska... Not Nebraska because they're in the middle. What about when Rutgers basketball has to go play UCLA? Well, I assume on a Tuesday. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I'll assume they do it kind of like they do it now, where like you when you go down to Arizona, you play at Arizona one day and then you play at Arizona State the next. So they would kind of do not the next day, but like you, yeah, like their next game, you'd stay there and you you'd play the game again. So I, it's it's no different than when I mean it's a little bit different because you're probably not in school at the time, but bowl games. When you're on the road for bowl games, uh, potentially doing schoolwork there, it, these guys, basketball has dealt with this for quite some time. The NCAA tournament, for for that matter, like having to go and and be on the road for days, perhaps weeks at a time, they'll figure it out. It's uh, if that's what you, I mean. If that's what you're talking about, if you're talking about academics, well, I just in general, just yeah. thinking of the midweek cross country games, because in football, or at least how I look at it. It's much easier to plan around that on the weekend. Right. But it'll be like baseball. Baseball does it too. Like when, uh, or in basketball with uh, the NBA, like the Bucks go on West Coast road trips and they spend an extended time out there. Now, this is only going to be two teams at this point. I don't, again, not done, but I think they'll figure it out in some of the uh, similar ways. If you had to poach another couple teams from the Pac 12, because it's inevitable, I mean, it's Oregon's at the top of the list. I want Oregon and I want Utah. Utah would make sense, but I don't. I get the sense that that probably wouldn't be the team. I think it'd probably be a bigger name. Washington. Uh, Washington. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arizona's a bigger name, but I don't. I don't think school wise that they're going to match up. It's it's that's the other problem here is they have to match up school wise with with everybody else in the Big Ten. You can't add them. There's still this perception or still this this feeling that you have to belong to a certain level of academic standard to be in the Big Ten. 
um, which Nebraska just completely once they got <laughs> once they got in, they lost a bunch. Of, they lost accreditation. This this one thing that they had to be accredited for. So the only it was like every Big Ten uni, every Big Ten university had to be accredited by this one certain group. And as soon as they got in, they like lost it the next year. Nebraska's catching a lot of strays today, just generally in the ether. Whether it's warranted, I, I don't know, but I find it funny. Well, I know it's your team. <laughs> I'm excited to watch them. I had transfer portal for a quarterback. Your team. That's what we were going to talk about today was quarterback recruiting. I guess we can hit that next week. There's some headlines there. What a blessed offseason we have had, though. With uh, <laughs> I, I mean, there's, there's craziness seemingly every week. Some other things I, I had considered. What happens to Notre Dame now? So we're talking about programs that could go other places. Notre Dame geographically close. I mean, when this becomes the Super League, they're going to have to find their way into one of the conferences because now they can get by and they play tough schedules. Like they schedule really good programs, but they're going to have to go into this said league when it does happen. So does the Big Ten pick up Notre Dame? Does the SEC somehow pick them up? It feels like the Big Ten, but all that stuff is way above my pay grade. Speaking of like the, because they're independent, I feel like just my outside thought that would work a lot easier a good point I've seen brought up about this whole UCLA-USC thing is that joining the Big Ten, it means they're leaving the UC-California school conglomeration, which I don't know how the hell that works. There's more than just UCLA and, and, U, and USC is a private institution. but um, UCLA. I, I, I need to find University the exact University of California, tweet. Los Angeles. Yes. University of Southern California is, is not part of that. Yes, correct. Um there's Cal, Berkeley. In terms of Division ones, in, in terms of Division one schools, um, like big Division one schools, they're up there, right? Um, I don't know of anybody else. No, neither do I. Football wise, I'm just thinking in terms of because you mentioned the a- academics thing, just how like the academic well, structure. I mean, this is all a very good academic school, right? So as you see, no, I mean, but this is all structured around obviously college football but the, perce- are, the perception of yeah the perception of academics yes there are many other things at Here, play right here's the thing about notre dame i can't imagine them going to the sec i just i do not see it um why geographically geographically as if that makes any difference doesn't really matter culturally culturally i think and also competitively i think that they probably think they have a much better shot of consistently being competitive in the big 10 than they do in the SEC. Well, they already recruit along with a lot of the Big Ten programs up in the Midwest. Right. And that's another thing about USC and UCLA. Not that they're going to come and start taking over the Midwest, but once you start playing in a place and you are already there, that does lead to a little bit of a recruiting footprint. Uh, like Nebraska. It also, it, it also allows uh, the Big Ten to go to California. Correct. Bigger visibility. I mean, not just having to, like the only visibility the Big Ten used to ever get, and, and obviously this has changed with the Big Ten Network, and and obviously it's not available out there, but just with the national aspect of games and being on, on all the time. Used to be the only exposure you'd get is at the Rose Bowl. Like, that was the only time, like, you would actually get Big Ten football on, on the TV. That's obviously been quite some time since it happened, but I think the Big Ten teams, the, the visibility, especially if it isn't just those two schools, the West Coast in general, I think the visibility increases a bunch. I think that's a bigger impact than it is those teams coming to the Midwest and getting getting guys. It's going to be Wisconsin and everybody else going off to California and pluck guys. They already do it now. Yeah. They're going to do it even more. Yeah. Well, they'll get all the guys that USC doesn't pay fifteens and millions of dollars to. Yes. Uh, 
a couple other things I had thought of. How do you think this is going to affect on-field play? Let's just talk pure on the field, let's say scheduling. Let's say Wisconsin has a year where they play USC. Like, how does this addition to the conference schedule affect the on-field play? Because my only thought was, obviously, when one of those California teams comes to the Midwest, if it's cold, it's going to be a distinct advantage to the teams in the Midwest to have the playing style that caters more to the weather. Otherwise, them going out to the West Coast, I mean, I feel like they're kind of facing an uphill battle at some sort of track meet. I'm thinking Wisconsin specifically. Like, if they go play USC, feels like a little bit of a track meet they'll find themselves in. I don't know. The last time they faced USC, it was not. Well, these days, they're recruiting at an insane level. The talent going into that building is the, the insane. Yeah, it's, it's going up for sure. I mean, it was, they were some pretty talented guys on that 2015 team um, that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was, was on that team. I think Matt, was Matt Barkley the quarterback? He might have been. I forgot. Either way. Um, is it going to be a challenge? Of course. You're bringing in two teams that have – extensive extensive histories of success in college football that's the reason why you're coming it's the reason why they're coming um i think he ended up at in cleveland yes uh it's the reason they're coming it's not because i mean it's it's money but it's also because they have the that cachet of being programs that have done a lot you know the you know how long they've been with the pac-12 and it's different forms i don't 1922 for usc and 1928 for ucla this is a i mean this this move i think is more even hit in the face than Oklahoma and Texas. Like this is a, these are the two marquee franchise, uh, two marquee programs from uh, one of the oldest conferences in college football, saying, "F you, we're gone." Yeah, I, I mean they are West Coast college sports. Like Oregon's a big name, but they like they are California. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, yeah, the, the tweet I found again, he was t- talking about UCLA, but uh, he spoke to someone in the Pac-12, Pete Thamel did, said they were stunned that UCLA would make the move to break away from the UC system, which I don't know how that affects academics. But uh, John Wilner, just another tweet from him. Uh-oh. Source, don't assume the Big Ten is done. All right. I mean, that validates it. It didn't feel like – it felt like that was inevitable. Um Oregon and Washington feel like the most likely ones for me. Yeah. Hopefully throw Notre Dame in there as well. I mean, this, so I guess my overall thought is this all leads to very captivating on the field football. Like now Wisconsin, we mentioned this year, all of their big time games are on the road. If there's one thing you could say as a critique, it's like, yeah, they, they don't have a big time home game except for Minnesota over Thanksgiving. If you want to count Minnesota. Sure so PJ Fleck would want us to, but I'm not going to. It's a it's a big game. It's tough a, it's couple a, days for PJ Fleck out there in Minneapolis. FPJ Fleck, ten thousand dollars on a vintage knife set. That's what he did. I didn't see that. I don't, I don't pay. Look, as I've said a number of times, I've never have to hear that name again. I will be the happiest man on earth if I never have to see that that face again. I'll be the happiest man on earth. Uh. But the way this is going. Where's he going to go? Like, now that every big team is coming to the Big Ten, like, the Big Ten or SEC, like, where is he going to go? He's not going anywhere. That's a good point. It's unfortunate because I think he's going to get – he's going to Conference be to, USA? The reimagined Conference USA, the reimagined AAC, the reimagined ACC. This is all – I mean, it all irrelevant conferences. 
Yeah, n- now they are. I mean, w- what's going to be interesting is seeing the race to grab all the schools and programs that matter and what? to see who gets left behind and screwed entirely. And with the exp- like to me, this brings those two conferences together and it's an expansion of the playoff, right? Like how if these team if they go to 20 each, confer- each each team ha- each conference has 20, how many teams can you could you do? Could you do 8? Could you do 12? I don't know. My first thought was it'd be easy to stay at four because you get the top two in Absolutely each conference, not. but they're not, not going to do there's it. Not, there's not enough. I mean, there's too much money involved. Yeah. To to do that. Yeah, I would think eight makes sense. I don't know. I don't get into the nuts and bolts of the expansion because one, as we see today, things change so drastically every day. But two, it's one of those things where I like to focus more on the Big Ten and what Wisconsin is going to be playing for than focus on. Uh, the college football playoff until it expands, and here's, then I will shift. Here's the thing, and then we, we actually talked about this earlier. You don't think national championship for Wisconsin. Your goal or your anticipation or what you want to happen as a Wisconsin fan, you, I'm talking about you, Ben Kenny, is just to be potentially in the race for a Big Ten title. Like That's where your mind's at. The ceiling is to win the Big Ten. Yeah, right. Yep. So you don't even care about the college football playoff because it's just not realistic. Well, I care about it as a college football fan. But for Wisconsin's purposes. Yes, correct. So would going to these two main leagues give them a better chance or or less of a chance, especially if like it expands to 12? It's interesting because you're weighing, let's say, 40 teams, two 20-team leagues, the Big Ten and the SEC, and let's say it's a 12-team playoff. You're weighing whether Wisconsin can, it's pretty much finding themselves in the top 12 of this AP poll, but it's the AP for this, these two conferences, whether they have a better chance at finding themselves in the top 12, which when you think about the math, 12 out of 40 is, I, I mean, more than a quarter of the teams make it. So I will differentiate at that point though, making it to that 12 of 40 and actually competing for a national title or two because for sure. they're going to be in the eight to 12 range like their best seasons, they might rise up to like six, but then you're still in the same conference as, I mean, name a blue blood, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, all that stuff. And I don't mean to discount what Wisconsin can do, uh, but yeah, so I, I think they have a better, a much better chance of making it in this new format in theory, because I mean, their only path in the now is to win the Big Ten. If it's 20 teams, do you? Do you want them to break it up into divisions? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. A West and an East? We should start. A, well, that makes it so tough because the way they're going to have to schedule this is keeping all of the teams and all their travel and all that stuff in mind because if you're having USC having to play half of the Big Ten as we see it now, going to divisions would make it really tough because then the teams in the East have such an advantage compared to the teams in the West that have to go play in freaking California. Yeah, it's unfortunate, right? But for the sake of divisions, I would love to see divisions in the new Big Ten. Yeah. I would envision that not happening, but uh, you never know. Like, I don't know how you do the scheduling for it. It'd be uh, I have no it's gonna clue. Be, it's going to be very difficult. We've seen kind of some of the things like trying to figure it out with 14 teams, add four more, add six more, that all of a sudden becomes... A very, very difficult process. Well, but. I do look at what the ACC has done recently with the three-three-five thing. No divisions. Top two teams make their conference title, and then each team has between two and three protected rivalry games. As long as we get the baseline of that, 
And as long as Wisconsin plays Minnesota and Iowa, I guess throw in Nebraska every year, then I'm fine. It's If you have to get away from those things just to make the schedule work, then I think we have really reached a bad point. Like those long-standing rivalries need to continue. You mentioned uh, what scheduling could look like in the future. I think the worst drawback of what has gone on today is that we probably won't get Wisconsin versus Virginia Tech in eight years. Have you thought about that yet? I'm, I, I want that series never to be played. I want them to continue to push that back and push that back so that like in 2050 they're going to be like, finally, here it is, Wisconsin versus Virginia Tech, if college football even exists in 2050. I just want to say I've been looking forward to that my entire life. And you probably <laughs> people born in 2008 could say that. Right now they could say that. There are 14-year-olds out there that can say, I've, been looking, I've really been looking for that Virginia Tech series my entire life. Still has to happen. Uh, and the the future series against UCLA, we can just well, that's what I mentioned earlier. They're gonna, yeah. I mean, that's now a conference game. Got to find some new non conference opponents. Or I guess if you still go by non con at that point, which I don't know if everybody will. Wake Forest played uh, someone in the AC, North Carolina this year as an out of conference game. Yeah, because they wanted to add a game and they added them. It was weird, but I it guess didn't it, count against conference standings. It didn't. No. Yeah, I, I guess Wisconsin could go play UCLA as an out-of-conference game, too. Uh, uh, this is all, I mean, it's all so weird. It feels like I, I've seen a lot of comments of, you know, now we're just going to a pro league. This is just developmental for the NFL, which my first thought was that's what it already is. It's always been that way. In a way. And as I said earlier, I have reached the point of this is all inevitable. Just get it over with. One, today, I can't wait to watch football and talk about football games because so much has happened since last season ended. But now it's really like whatever it's going to look like in six years, just get there and then we'll deal with it then. And I mean, the sport will be safe because as long as there's money behind something, it will persist. Yes. It's just the things that everybody's been used to watching or used to knowing might change a little bit. And that's okay. Uh, Oh, really? Mr. Change, I don't like change, is now all of a sudden okay with change. Uh, cha- when change is inevitable, I want the change to be done so I don't deal with consistent change. <laughs> I want drastic things like this to happen, but all Quickly. at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, other very important <laughs> things that I noted about this move, big noon kickoff, likely going to the West Coast, which means 9 a.m. local time games for those that want to get uh, responsibly inebriated before. That's going to be an even earlier kickoff. Not that I'm really thinking about the students at UCLA or USC because I don't care about them. But nope. for those, I we could talk about this for fan travel. I mean, this does kind of change the game, right? It makes it – it allows you to lock in stuff. Like, here's the problem with it. Like, we know that they deleted the schedules for the Big Ten, like off their website and all that stuff. Uh, did they? A couple weeks ago, yeah. Oh, did. I missed that entirely. Yeah, they did it a couple weeks ago. Um, so, so like, there's no, there's no future schedules like out there. So – if they could just lock this in and be like, this is the system it's going to be and put out the future schedules, you're able to lock that travel in. So it's a lot easier than going to a bowl game. I will say, I don't think it'll be, I, I don't know what happens to the Rose Bowl. I don't. Like, that's that's the one thing that I don't have an answer to. I saw a lot of among, outrage about that. Among traditions that are meaningful, that may be impacted, that's at the top of the list for sure. I personally don't think it really matters that it's the Pac-12. I just think it's the Rose Bowl, and whoever plays in it is playing in the freaking Rose Bowl. Well, they did it as the college football playoff the one year it has, with no, and it Georgia been, and Oklahoma, and to me, it didn't 
feel that different. It still felt like the Rose Bowl. No, and there have been years where it hasn't been. Like, think back to Wisconsin in 2000, the 2010 season, 2011 game. They played TCU. Like, because uh, I believe the Pac-12 champion that year was in the national champion. No. Was it? I think it might have been the 2010? national 2010. Who would have been at USC? No, not in 2010. Is that Auburn? Is that Cam Newton? It was Auburn versus Oregon. Yep. So the the Big Ten champion was in the was in the national championship game, so they got to pick somebody else, and it was TCU. So it doesn't always have to be that. That that game was just a special, whether it was TCU or UCLA or USC. But I do, uh, I can understand tradition wise of all the things that we've talked about tradition wise, that's an actual tradition, unlike your divisions. <laughs> um, that that matters. That you accept. That that matters. That matters to some people. That matters to. People of a certain age. Yeah. No, it does. I'm there. Do you have anything else on all this craziness? I mean, the other things I I wrote down, we've kind of already gotten to. Fan travel-wise, I can't wait to see more West Coast people come to Wisconsin and just get blown back by how much alcohol there is surrounding a football game. I also can't wait to see Wisconsin go to UCLA in what could be a not-great football program and make the stadium red. Well, and that's the other problem. Actually, fill the stadium for once. Yeah, UCLA doesn't fill their stadium. That's that, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, but there, here's the thing: we're all thinking football, and that's the biggest impact here because that's the money. But there are so many other sports that uh, are going to be impacted, like those two programs out there, UCLA and USC. A lot of their Olympic program, a little of their Olympic programs, really, really good. Like really, really good. And obviously, UCLA has turned things around basketball wise, and has been a powerhouse these these last couple of years. So that's certainly going to be a nice addition. And if you add Oregon to it, even better. So, I mean, I just, there's, there's a lot at stake here. And could Stanford be that team instead of Washington? Maybe it's Stanford and Oregon hmm. in the Big Ten. How about? Because Stanford, not just, in, obviously football hasn't been where it, it used to be since Christian McCaffrey left. But think about every other program that they have. And they've still been a good program for right. the last 15-ish, 20 years. Yeah, no, they have been. I, mean, I don't well, remember them going before I was born, but, you know, Harbaugh, David Shaw, they're, like, they're, they're they, a competitive they were, program. They were in a Rose Bowl against Wisconsin in, in, yes. in uh, 1999, or t- the 2000 Rose Bowl. So could that be a team? I don't know if th- they would be willing to jump or not. That's, the, that's probably a bigger, bigger question, but there's just a lot of different things. I thought it was interesting, uh, wanted to mention this from – awful announcing that they pointed towards ESPN not upping the Big Ten's uh, rights deal back in mm, before the Big Ten Network. And Jim Delaney said, if you don't do this, we're going to start our own. And kind of as a jump-off point for this this entire thing. So way before ESPN, which has SEC now, got – Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, this is way yes, before decade. Uh, I so, mean, yeah this this was a quote from John uh, uh, from Delaney, the former Big Ten commissioner, mm-hmm. to the Tribune. He said, "The shortest uh, this is the shortest meeting with between the Big Ten and the ESPN, uh, the shortest one I've ever had." Quote. He lowballed us and said, "Take it or leave it. If you don't take our offer, you're rolling the dice." I said, "Consider them rolled." Oh, and uh. They went went out and did their own own network. So along with the moment of silence we should have for ESPN, uh, I think uh, we should have a collective moment of silence for the Alliance, <laughs> which 
looking back on it, was probably the stupidest thing of all time. I don't think it was at the time, though. Like, it made sense at the time because you... But it didn't mean anything. No, it did. Well, it obviously didn't because it doesn't exist anymore, essentially. Um, But it meant something in the idea of trying to slow the power of of the SEC. Like, that was the goal behind it. It was to, to, to slow it down. And the Big Ten, until the Big Ten could figure out exactly what it wanted to do. Which is and as just soon as it wa- screw the Pac-12. There's a hilarious thing in a, in a story about how uh, the, the, uh, the commissioner of the Pac-12 and um, Kevin Warren had built a relationship, a tight relationship, that, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah. Uh, that was from uh, Ross Dellinger from SI. He said... Uh, they helped found the alliance. Kevin Warren and, and uh, George Klibikoff, uh have have led a movement to pause college football expansion and formed a pact along with the ACC to collectively agree not to poach each other's members. Oh, so I, I mean that's the thing. Last August, while it was a good idea, my first thought wasn't this, but I saw a lot of smart people that talked about it immediately go. That is a non-written handshake agreement that is sure to be walked back on. So, and it proved to be that way. Like none of it was binding, right? But it was a good idea to try and for, for people that were worried about the SEC going and dominating college football and taking it all on themselves, and they were going to do everything themselves. It was an that was I think the idea behind it. Now, obviously, it doesn't matter. I mean, now because I, I, the, because the ACC and the Pac-12 are not on the Big Ten's level financially, they're not not even close. So. It, it made sense for a minute just to collect your breath and figure out exactly your next step. And they figured out their next step. But this isn't the big – I don't think this is the Big Ten going out and getting these teams. This is UCLA and USC, at least it's been reported that way, of them coming to the Big Ten. From what they, I saw originally, USC. Right, but them coming to the Big Ten and being like, uh, do you guys want us? <laughs> and if they weren't going to go there, they were going to end up somewhere else. Could have been – very well could have been the SEC. Yeah. Certainly um, wasn't going to be the Pac-12, or it certainly wasn't going to be the Big 12. Probably not the ACC. Right. The Big 12 kind of made their moves after Oklahoma and Texas left and thought this was it. They thought, oh, we're fine. We'll get Cincinnati. We'll get BYU in here. We'll be viable, but not close to the other ones. And now they're screwed. And Like programs in there that have to be looking elsewhere? What, Oklahoma State? You yeah. You would think have to be like, uh, please, somebody help us. Uh, who else in there? Baylor? Baylor, maybe. TCU? So say you have the 32 teams. I mean, pretty much all the teams from Texas, I feel like, are going to go to the SEC. Say you have the 32 teams right now, right? You have 32 teams in the ACC, 32 teams in the Big Ten. Who are the other schools that you would add to that mix? Ooh. Clemson? Yes. Florida State? Uh Uh-huh. Miami? Definitely. Notre Dame? Yes. So you're up to 36. Who are the other four? Oregon. Oregon. 35. Excuse me, 37. Utah, if I can. 38. I don't need to take Utah. Take Utah back. Washington. 38. North Carolina and Duke. 40. And that I was going to. And you just we just kept out all the teams that we talked about in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Right. And Yeah. So th- there are a lot of teams that are going to get completely screwed. Yeah. Uh, now, if you could throw some teams out, that'd be. Maryland, thing. Rutgers. Maryland, Rutgers. Keep Northwestern. Nope, Northwestern's out the window. <laughs> uh, Illinois is out. No. Um, those three are out. P.J. Fleck, he's gone. Um, 
Vanderbilt's got to keep Minnesota around. Vanderbilt's gone from Missouri. the SEC. Missouri's gone from the SEC. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. And uh, instead, and I don't even know if 40 is the number. It may be bigger than that. I don't know. Because I think the original thing was 16, 16, 16, 16. So it would be, um, be 64. Yes. I don't think it's going to be that number. My dream right now is for the Big Ten to get Oregon and Washington and then North Carolina and Duke. Yeah, they're not taking North Carolina and Duke. Could you imagine, though? I can. And then Duke would be the, the whipping boy down in, the, in, the, in football. They could join UCLA. Yeah, and then in basketball, they will be, really be good. even more universally hated. They will be really good because their new coach, I heard, is really going to turn that program around from its recent losses. I hear that the, the old coach still has an office in the building. Uh, actually, breaking news, the old coach is not going to attend games this year. Oh, which breaking. Which is a groundbreaking news. Thanks, just, John Rostein. Nobody just, cares. He'll just work in on the uh, on the officials from, from home. He's probably let got, that probably idiot, got the numbers. Let that idiot retire. Uh, I, I guess that's all I, I have on this, Zach. Do you have anything else? I don't. I'm good. Uh, the, the big new kickoff thing I wanted to note because... Uh, You're obsessed with it? Yes, and out of people I would love to be right now, I mean, Bill Walton's national prominence is going to grow. Every executive at Fox probably just is walking around with wheelbarrows for uh, holding their, their balls at this moment, knowing that they are going to get how, however much money they want from anybody. Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt add USC consistently to their game repertoire. That's positive. Um, and then, I mean, I feel bad for everyone in the big 12 that used to be something and then now it's just uh, i don't i, don't I feel a little bad i would i would feel bad if i covered one of those teams because all of a sudden true a lot of the stuff that you do do you think they become irrelevant the big 12 no just teams in those conferences yes completely irrelevant to who I think irrelevant to the casual viewer of college sports do you think talking about football and basketball specifically because all of the recruits are going to go to these programs that are really playing in the real league. So naturally, you're going to have a lot of the guys that would go to some of those programs locally instead say, you know what, I can go to this program and actually play for the Big Ten title or the SEC title. Because today, there obviously isn't much of a difference, say, between playing for a Big 12 title and Big Ten. Big Ten makes more money, but there isn't much of a real difference in level. But I think the recruiting is turned on its head where, I, I mean, Wisconsin might get another recruit or two, but overall, I think you see almost all the good players go to the schools that are playing up top, which then means level of competition's higher, NFL uh, exposure's higher, and then over time, those other schools toil away. Plus, if they're not going to play the other schools that are in the big league, how the hell are people going to like recognize them? I feel like they have to play them. I feel like there's going to, I, I don't feel like it's going to be straight, only you play the teams that are in this conference. Well... They could. Maybe I mean, they will. have enough. Maybe it will. Plus, I would think when they go away from the NCAA, that's what they kind of have to do because they can't just go play. I, maybe they could. I don't know. But go play an out-of-conference game when you're not even part of the NCAA anymore? Is that possible? I have no clue. I have no clue. The NCAA needs to go away anyway. It's just in itself. Maybe. Again, I'm a big fan of the relegation. Uh, that would be such a good idea. Yeah. Because then I, I speak about things that schools and programs can play for. Like... Can you imagine Illinois beating Rutgers or no Illinois beating Nebraska and rushing the field and holding Brett Bielema on their shoulders because they just avoided relegation? 
that would be like, that's what college football is made of. It would be amazing. Uh, it just would never work because the money just would. It just I know. wouldn't work. I know. I know. Whatever. Because yeah, a man can dream. The other thing, quickly, and this is going to be a one-word answer from you. I know it. Uh, brought up a lot on Bill's show today because UCLA and USC have something in common. They are good at baseball. Is baseball now coming back to Wisconsin? No. <laughs> but could water polo be started here? Ooh. And that's the other part of this. How about beach? That's beach volleyball. We were robbed. Beach volleyball is staying in the Pac-12. It was reported that's the one sport that's staying behind when you see LA. Water polo? Water polo is apparently going. I need to find the there tweet are no, again. Are there are... Did any Big Ten teams have water polo? I feel like that's probably, probably don't. I have no clue. I, I feel like water polo is an Ivy League sport. I feel like it's a West Coast sport. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I knew people that did water polo. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Cardi, or Cardi, he is a USC beat writer for the LA Times, tweeted today at 112. USC was the impetus behind this move to the Big Ten. The move is believed to include all sports except for beach volleyball. Hmm. which I think if you want to be mad people about one thing in this whole situation, be mad at that. That's a travesty. Almost all of the places that have water polo, apparently Michigan is one of them, uh, but most of them are either in California course, or on the East Coast. Michigan does. Uh, including Harvard. So, yes. Pen, yeah, it, Penn. I, I know University of Pennsylvania does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, again, it's there are, there are not... There's 22 teams in Division One, water polo. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, craziness, craziness. So I, I guess as we close, if you had to guess where we are when this when this football season starts on September 3rd, do you think there are any more moves made? Yes. What do you think the future Big Ten conference looks like? Like what new headlines come out between today and September 3rd? I think it's at 18, if not 20. But who? Well, again, I we've kind of talked about this. I think it's I think Oregon. Yeah, I know. I want you to make a, a very specific guess so when it's right, I can post the clip. But and then people I, will or, listen to the show. Or when I'm wrong, I, you can I, post that clip. I would never post. No, but this is blind projection. Being wrong about this is totally fine. I'm going to say Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, and Stanford. Ooh. Okay, this is my time to make it big. Honestly, I hope this works so I can post it. People listen to the show. But Oregon, Washington, North Carolina, and Duke. <laughs> it's got to happen. All right. Thanks, everyone, for hanging around. I think we're back next Thursday. I'll figure it out. At Kenny underscore Heilprin on Twitter is how you get updates about the show. Uh, DMs are always open there if you want to talk. If you want us to discuss something, we will get to quarterback recruiting in the future and where the Wisconsin football program stands. I mean, it's the summer. You know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, apparently, uh, that isn't normally the case, but this came today. Craziness in college football. I can't wait till games are played. Everybody enjoy your 4th of July weekend. See ya. Kenny and Heilprin, Thursdays from 6 to 7 and on demand at madcitysportszone.com.